Hey everybody, welcome to episode 29 of Making It. We should be on 30, but we skipped last week, so we're back. And uh, I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy Duresta and David Picciuto. How's it going, guys? Very hey. good. Did you guys enjoy your summer vacation? <laughs> I had a great time in New Orleans. It was, yeah, it was good. I was yeah. in New Orleans, and uh, and I want to apologize because I was so busy in New Orleans that I couldn't really commit to a time. We were just running around setting up parties the entire time I was there for the liquor business, and it was just so busy, and uh, there, there was no time to commit. So it's all my fault. I apologize. No You're worries. fired. No, no worries. <laughs> you guys got to get your stories. Well, yeah, very, very different responses. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob and I have different management styles. <laughs> <laughs> You got me on the other. You're fired. <laughs> it was it was nice to have a, actually a week off. I mean, I actually kind of missed it. You know, it was miss I get so used to talking to you guys every week, but uh, yeah. it was nice to have a week off. So thank yeah. you, thank you. No, I, I I put Dave. You put it. I I said, guys, I'm sorry, I can't commit. Can we figure out another time? And and you go, why don't we take a week off? And I was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Let's take a week off. <laughs> it's a busy, busy, quick answer. So yeah, no, it was cool. I'm just so backed up. I know I owe make movies. I owe. I own my own channel, movies, and I'm working now for Core. So I have so many things to do and so little time to do them. So it was good to catch up and you know not have the stress. Although it's only just an hour, but it was an hour I couldn't find last week. So yeah, yeah. traveling traveling makes that difficult. But yeah, but it was fun. I had a lot of fun in New Orleans, and I don't know if anybody followed me on Snapchat. I was Snapchatting the entire time, and and I got a lot of good replies from the people that did follow because my buddy, uh, the guys I hang out with, are pretty crazy. In a fun, you know, southern, southern way. They're all southerners, and we just we just had a blast, like shooting guns and being <laughs> stupid. It was fun. Not <laughs> real guns fun. in this case. Not yeah. in. We had fake guns in this case. Yeah. <laughs> like my buddy, I told my buddy, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a lot of good replies on my uh, on my Snapchat, and he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, it's it's uh, booze and guns. He goes, what else is there? That's all there is. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. So I, I traveled a little bit over this past weekend too. I went camping with a friend of mine's getting married. And so we, a bunch of guys went out to the woods in North Carolina and did some hiking and camping. And that was really nice to get away. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Did you keep up your marathon training? I did. I was able to do it before we left on Friday, like uh, late morning. So I did it that morning. So, yep. Still keeping up. miles in a clip? Uh, that was a nine mile run. And wow. so this. This week it's back down, so it's lower this week, and then next week it goes back up. So oh, that's crazy. That's the New York sirens you hear there. Real authentic New York sirens just for you guys that are listening to my worst. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, what's everybody been working on? Jimmy, obviously you've been busy. Have you actually had any shop time? Yeah, well, I got back. I immediately jumped right back into, uh, I'm supposed to be working on a book for Make, but I'm so busy that uh, my next project for that book is going to be my tool file draw. So I jumped right back on that and uh, I'm past the hump. It's a lot of work, a lot of physical woodwork. And uh, I'm taking some shortcuts, of course, just because of timing. And um, it's, uh, it's coming along. So I moved that along the very first day I was back in the shop, which was Monday and then yesterday. I had to do, uh, I'm working on a pretzel shop here in the city. No videos on that because the, the work isn't all that complex. So I'm um, working on just cabinets and you know, just more logistic stuff. So uh, the pretzel shop project is moving along. And um, uh, today, as soon as we're done with the podcast, I'm going to hop in my car and drive 50 miles into New Jersey and pay for uh, a new lathe. I'm buying a, a South Bend lathe, the 1945 South Bend lathe 
that weighs like 2,500 pounds. It's eight feet, eight feet long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like something I've always wanted. And I started, I got the Craigslist bug a few months ago and I started looking and looking and looking. And this one popped up last night and I emailed the guy and he wrote back to me and he said, I put it on and you're the first person to email me like two minutes later. I didn't realize that it had just shown up. And anyway, so I'm going tonight to pay for it and then I'll figure out how to pick it up in a couple of weeks, maybe within a couple, within the next couple of weeks to how to pick it up, maybe in pieces. It's just, it's really big and heavy, but hmm. I'm looking forward to playing with that. My, my new giant old toy. Is that going straight upstate or is that coming yeah. to the... Uh, yeah, no, that'll go straight upstate. Uh, I'm going to move some stuff into the container to make room for it because there's a few tools up there I don't use. And actually... Uh, that reminds me, I'm going to give some tools away from my upstate shop. So I'm going to do like a little online thing. I'm just going to give, I'm going to give away a lathe and a, and a planer. So if there's any people local, I'm going to figure out how to just like, you know, do like a drawing and just give them away. It's uh, in my tools and talk video. I talk about a lathe that's up there that I just picked up for like a hundred bucks. I'm probably going to give that away because I've never, I don't see myself using it. And um, then I have a, a planer from Sears, which I got from one of the TV shows I'm just going to give away because I never use that as well. So mm. stand by for the news on that. I just put out my guitar video. I know I've been talking. fantastic, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. I've been talking about it for five weeks. I ran into some technical difficulties and finally got everything all figured out and put it out just, uh, just yesterday. And I'm very, very happy with it. I'm watching it now with the sound off. It's <laughs> thanks. Really, I love that piece of wood. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I had to, I had to glue it up. It's really hard to find ash that wide. And uh, right before we started recording this, I started taking it apart because the next video is me painting it. So I'm ah. doing green filling. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Man, so many people are going to be upset. I'm like, don't paint it. Don't paint it. Yeah. What? Uh, I think people just like the, the look of the wood, but I want to paint it because I want to make a video out of it. I want to do, yeah. and it's nothing. It's something I've never done before. Yeah. So I'm gonna have a good time doing. You know what that. you should do? You should plasti dip it, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you could just peel it off. <laughs> oh, right on. <laughs> Speaking of dipping, I've as I was doing a lot of research for guitar painting. Have you ever seen how you marble something? Yeah, you drop it in that that like water oil based stuff, yeah. suspend it on water. But I've also seen like you can just like in water, like you take spray paint and you spray the surface of it, and you kind of take a stick and you just barely agitate it to get these little waves yeah. in there, and then you can dip whatever in there and huh. slowly pull it out, and it has like this cool marble effect. I'm yeah, definitely so not going to do it. It's not, it's not my style and of guitars, yeah. but. It's cool just to pick up all these other techniques uh, that I could use for maybe some other project in the future. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that's how that worked. That's yeah. cool. Bob, what have you been working on? Um, I, I've, I've been insanely busy, but I feel like I haven't been very productive. I, I kind of realized a couple of weeks ago that I had been doing all these projects that were like necessary things, but they're not really that interesting. And I think that's part of me not feeling super productive. But, you know, like doing, like I had to build a a little simple two by four table for my drill press just because I got a new um, dust collector. I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago. And so I had to build just a really simple table. And it's like, you know, barely even worth making a video about because it's so simple. I disagree. I watched the video and I think there's a lot of things you can pick up from it. I mean, you talked about like, how you needed more drawer space and where you placed all the the two by fours. I, I don't know. I got something out of it. So yeah, maybe. But it, thank you. But there's a you know a few videos like that that are just kind of 
utility things and stuff I'm trying to get through. But today, I, I've gotten those out of the way and they're online and waiting to be released. And so today, I actually got to start on another project that I'm not going to say anything about yet, but it's a lot of fun. It's like a, it's just fun. It's pointless and fun. So Is it for your I channel? Like those. Yeah, yeah, for mine. Very good. It has yeah. stuff going with the with the with your make videos. Are you getting good response on that stuff? Uh, yeah, I did get good response on the ones I did for them, but a lot of people didn't realize they were mine because uh, they don't. The thumbnails don't have any kind of branding, and my name right. wasn't in the title. And so I think um, I think they just got missed by a lot of the people that might have wanted have you know might have wanted to see them. Yeah. So, and we may do some more at some point, but there's no immediate plans. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were on a schedule. You're not on a schedule then. Yeah, we were talking about it, but right now I've got so much to do on my own channel, and, and yeah. just you know, I've got an ever-growing backlog of stuff that I want to make. That I, you know, I don't know yeah. when I would start making stuff for somebody else now. Yeah, yeah, no. A friend of mine asked me many months ago, like, "Are you worried you're going to run out of ideas?" And I have no shortage of ideas there's a whiteboard over here and it's just it's a huge list and i can't wait to get to almost every single thing on there yeah, yeah. i finally speaking of whiteboards this week i finally set up a whiteboard in my office because i've been like kind of juggling the schedule for when i'm going to do a video what steps need to be done you know what materials i have to order i've just been keeping all that in my head and it was getting really cloudy and all that stuff was kind of running together and so I finally set up a whiteboard to write a schedule on. And so I have like two columns. This is a productivity thing that maybe will help somebody. Two columns. One is like, these are the videos just from a title perspective and a date. And then if they have a sponsor attached to them. And then the other side is like the tasks that are required to do those things. And just being able to dump all that information out on a single surface and be able to look at it mm-hmm. cleared my head up so much and helped me just, you know, I just put a number next to the videos like, Number one is the next one I'm doing. Number two comes after that. And man, I feel I feel so much more like planned out. And now I have videos planned every week for the next like six weeks. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, oh, wow. You get that visual. You can just glance at it and maybe not yeah. even read it, but you get the visual of, of what you need to do and what's, what's coming up. And that, that just helps. Yeah. yeah. And I've gotten dates next to them, you know, like projected when I want to release them. And that gives me a point to work backwards from. So I know that if, you know, this one in three weeks, I want to release it in three weeks, you know, I need a few days of editing. So that backs me up a little bit. I need, you know, four or five days of production. That backs me up a little bit. So then, you know, then I know when I need to be ordering materials. And so I don't let stuff, you know, fall behind and it throws the whole schedule off. So that's been good. Cool. But So I want to talk about the Jimmy DiResta making it animations. Oh, yes. Oh, those are hilarious. Those are fantastic. <laughs> those are so funny. Do we, do we know the, the young man's uh, Twitter handle? It's at Tomo, Tomo Burn. I'm probably saying it wrong. But he it, is, is so funny, those things. And we'll put links in the description. But basically, they're, they're little snippets from the Making It podcast. That's this podcast right here. And he made little animations from these audio snippets. And they are fantastic i just they're love really them. funny yeah it, it's it's funny is how pixelated i am and my brother and one of them <laughs> and it looks like us even though it's so pixelated like my image is made out of like 50 pixels and it looks just like me that's the funniest thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was funny and the, the triangles running around like mice it was hilarious oh, so good so good yeah. yeah we'll definitely put links to both of the the two that he's put out um 
They're Super awesome. funny. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see if anybody picks up on the idea and starts doing more of those stupid things from the dumb <laughs> stories. <laughs> yeah, so far, let's just be clear. So far, they're just Jimmy's stories. <laughs> yeah. My dumb stories, yeah. <laughs> well, Jimmy has the best stories. That's one oh, of the yeah. reasons I look forward to this show. It's like, ah, oh, I wonder what, what stories Jimmy has in his back pocket for today. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about anything. I mean, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about... Uh, We're going to talk about selling out. Let's sell talk about out. selling out. Let's <laughs> let's all sell out. You want to? Uh, that's, oh, yeah. That's, the, ne- that's the negative way to approach it. We're going to talk about sponsorships and, and how we make money and why it's necessary. And Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah we I, we probably talked about it uh, once or twice before in one way or another. But, I mean, it's certainly something that's, it's like, it's the, it's the uh, necessary evil of working for yourself and becoming your own production company. I mean, there's no doubt about it that the three of us are our very own production companies. When you think about uh, a production company that makes a TV show and how many people go into it and what they do and the reason why they're all there is to sell advertising. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. okay, YouTube has more of a little bit of a homey feel and there's no doubt about that. Whether we actively participate in it on our own channel or whether we passively participate in it by allowing AdSense to do its work. You know, this is entertainment is all about, you know, telling people what else is available to buy while you're busy having fun learning new things. And uh, so it's a necessary evil and it's tough and some people are offended by it. And, and it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate they're offended by it because they'll be okay with me. Uh, they'll be okay hopping in their Chevy with their name written on everything and they'll probably have a Chevy jacket on and they'll have Chevy socks on and they'll have a Playboy bunny around their keyhole of their car. But they watch my video and they're like, oh, you write your name too much. I'm like, what difference does it make? I'll write my name more now that you said it, you know? <laughs> and uh, so it's uh, this is funny. This one guy commented on a video and he says, you write your name, you know, he cursed. You write, you write your name too much. So my response to that was I just cut and pasted my name like 60 times. <laughs> so I wrote that. On, and then now like seven other people have done the same thing. So that he, he hasn't deleted the comment yet. People just keep at their comment to his comment is just, just put my name under it 700 times. Yeah. So that's been a funny, a funny response. But yeah, no, it's a necessary thing. And, and Bob, you're doing really well with, with the advertising. I told you from the minute I met you, you should go into the world of voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> and would you like to give us a sampling of how we were going to start the show? Oh, yeah. We were, we were talking about starting it like this. <laughs> Three men ready to do a podcast. <laughs> but then we decided bad. not to because that would be dumb. So we didn't do it. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do that. Yeah, that, that would be stupid. No, I'm. I'm. I mean, I was always serious, and I know David agrees. You have a fantastic uh, ability to to talk about a product pitch without um and on. You know, you don't have any jump cuts in yours. If you watch anything I do where I talk, it jump cuts a million times, and that's just cutting out my ums and my ahs and like you know a rattle run across the room, and I'll go like that, and I'll be like, oh, I'm doing a video, I forgot, and uh, you know, so it's just uh, you know you have a knack for it. And uh, I appreciate it. A few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with Kelly and we were talking about Bob's rapid growth. And she she said something that just totally made sense is that Bob is very approachable in his videos. Like you watch Bob's videos and you're like, I'd like to hang out with that guy. You know, he's, he seems very friendly. And I was like, what, you know, what about me? And she's like, you're a little bit more intimidating. And so you're just not as approachable as Bob. And maybe that's that's just I'm not going to change the way I do videos but that might be one of the reasons you're you're doing so well uh i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i mean well it's it's funny when it's funny when like you know we we, i don't know if you guys want to talk about this or not but when like we don't have to divulge specifics but when we each one of us gets approached by a company i get one number 
David gets another number and Bob gets another number <laughs> and they're never the same. And we all share. We all, we all, we all know what we're getting. <laughs> well, that's the strange thing. Okay, so let's move away from me and move to um, like talking about actual sponsorship stuff. Okay. That's the interesting thing is that like these sponsors that come to people in, in podcasting and in video creation, they seem to think that we don't talk to each other. And yeah. I know that the three of us and many, many other YouTube people um, are extremely open about the numbers that we're getting yeah. and and that we're being offered to and like what we're looking for because it it only and and Jimmy has been a big proponent of this the whole time it only helps to raise the floor when we all are open about that stuff then you yeah. know no one is taking a low number that's going to undercut everybody else and that's just bad for the whole thing so I think it's really good that we do that and I hope people continue to do that, you know, in the I've emailed, space. I, I've emailed, uh, I'm pretty sure I've emailed April and Izzy and, you know, I said the same thing I said to you guys, you know, let's just make it, because these companies come to us and they go, um, we have uh, $500, uh, it's, that's the budget and can you do, you know, a video that's going to last forever on the internet um, mm-hmm. of you selling out, it's going to last forever and you can't delete it and uh, you have to share all your analytics with us and you have to say this script and then I, I learned a while ago by the way, that's Spike jumping on a piece of paper <laughs> next to my microphone. There he is. Um, I watched one of my videos once and I saw me saying the same thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'll never get paid for saying that ever again. But I don't want to delete it because it's attached to a really good piece of information that I put up. But that's my own information. So, uh, you know, my theory from now on is just, you know, hit them hard. And if they don't go for it, then that's fine. So, I mean, I hit them really hard. And, you know, so far, no one's really going for it. Plus, I don't get as many offers as a lot of other people, or, you know, as, as many as you, Bob. And I think it's because I get, I'm just a little reckless. And maybe I have, like, a reputation of being a little reckless in the, in the shop. So sometimes well, people... And are, you, don't, I, you don't often speak as much in your videos, yeah, too. You, which you is, said that to me in the beginning, and that was, a, that was an absolute eye-opener to me. You, you, you go, why, you know, you don't talk. So people aren't going to do, you know, they're not going to ask you to pitch them because you don't talk. And uh, that's the other thing I do now is, is that's... I'm getting a little confused, but when you said that to me, that's the reason why I started doing my tips videos to try and gather sponsors for a moment of where I actually speak. And uh, it hasn't worked out great uh, as far as sponsorship, but the tips video is a great series and I get so many great emails on it. So I'm yeah. not going to not do it. The only reason I haven't done one sooner till now is just, again, it's just part of everything that's just gotten so busy. So Dave and I have a lot in the shoot, a lot of tips videos uh, in the notebook. So. We're yeah, gonna do one those are great, week. and people really respond to them. So I hope thank you. Yeah, yeah. You brought up something that's a great point: is that these videos live forever, right? Right. And so eventually, these videos are going to have hundreds of thousands of views. And so when you take on these sponsorships, you have to realize, you know, this video is going to live forever. And five years down the road, I want to be able to go back, look at this video, and be proud of that video and not be embarrassed by the sponsor. So you want to work w- with companies that you feel comfortable with. Another thing, I mean, as as a, as a YouTube group, you know, I know we have the wood, YouTube Woodworkers group and we're all going to be together in St. Louis. Maybe we could have a conference over a drink. Regular television commercials that celebrities get involved in, those commercials are done on a contract and that commercial will only go for six months. Mm-hmm. Once that six months is up, if the company wants to buy another six months and use that voiceover again, they have to pay for another six months mm-hmm. or a year or whatever it is. And, you know, I, I have a couple of celebrity friends that have made a lot of money in the commercial business. And these, these, these things all have time caps. You know, when we do a YouTube video, it's, it's basically implied that it's going to last for as long as YouTube lasts. Yeah. So, you know, we could potentially put, you know, caps on some of these things, you know, if we all 
get together as a team. And these videos, they don't get buried. If you, if you, you know, label your videos right, they're going to show up in, in search forever. And well, because you also have to put certain tags when you get a company that asks you to, to advertise for them. They want to tag and they want you to put their website and all that other stuff. So it does involve, you know, searchable media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's a tough thing. It's an interesting thing because the, the way the world is going, um, TV is becoming, YouTube is becoming the TV for the younger generation. Yeah, and uh, you know, like uh, for, I, I had uh, my 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 friend David came by yesterday. David Cornwell, he's a big fan of mine. David, how you doing, brother? He came by yesterday and hung out, and his family and his young son is interested. Uh, he's a big fan of Miranda Sings, you know, a huge YouTube star, and the the notoriety and the press that she gets, and she's just YouTube, and uh, you know, someone like her, she's basically a celebrity, uh, the caliber of of any TV celebrity, you know, among. The fans that matter, young kids, you know, anyone between whatever. I don't know what the demographics would be, but all young kids, you know, around the age of 13, 14, 15. And that's the, uh, you know, the key demographic for most advertisers. So YouTube is going in the direction of becoming basically television. But the advertisers and the people that approach us aren't, don't approach us with the same respect that they would. You know, like uh, this, I I don't want to mention names of, of certain advertisers, but they have a national campaign that's gone on for 10 years and then they approach us and say, we only have this many thousands of dollars to do a campaign with you. And it's like, that's ridiculous. You, you just, yeah. you probably spent $10 million in the last year. Yeah. Uh, but because, you know, we're just like little YouTubers and, you know, again, when I go back to my TV people and they're like, hey, what are you doing? What's, what are you working on? It's like, well, I'm just on my YouTube and they're like, oh, that's cute. And they like pat me <laughs> on the head and like shove me on my way. And they're like, hey, do you want to get involved in a TV show where you get no pay and it's never going to be advertised and you're going to have to give up entire weeks at a time? They go, no, I'd rather do my YouTube. And they go, oh, okay, that's so cute. And I'm like, you're not making anything enticing for me. Yeah. So. Well, and it's interesting. I think one of the things about both from like the general people's perception of what YouTube is and from the advertiser's perception, YouTube, like they think of YouTube as a thing, right? The thing and all the people in the thing are kind of at the same place. They're all of the same value. They're all of the same production quality. And really, I mean, what you're saying there about YouTube being TV, it is like that in that there are some channels that are lame. There are some channels that are fantastic. And within those channels, there are shows that are lame and there are shows that are fantastic. And within those shows, there are hosts and actors that are lame and fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's it's really easy for people with less experience of the platform that we're on to look at it as the medium of all of those things. And, and we are part of that medium. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the advertisers and the companies that understand it understand that there are certain people and certain channels and certain videos that stand out in their genre and like reach people in the way that they're supposed to reach people. And, you know, that's the thing that they find valuable versus some large companies that just say like, you are one of a million people who have a YouTube channel and you all are valued the same in my eyes, you know? And that's, that's why I think that they come at a lot of different creators with undervaluing what they do. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to say that like what we do is so fantastic and we should be paid tons and tons of money for it. That's not the point, but to lump, um, all creative people and all production people into the same category is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, Great for some, not great for others. So, but well, I, you know, I think I mean, when we talk about we talk about sponsorship stuff, though, the the more present thing for me than the advertisers is the audience response to it. 
mm-hmm. because you know I've been doing this full time for a couple of months now, and I had a comment the other day, and you know I I always take comments with a grain of salt now. Thanks a lot to the two of you guys and how you respond to them. But I had this comment that said, it seems like a lot of your, it seems like you've had a lot more ads in your videos since you went full time. Well, that's because this is your job. (laughs) I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's to be expected. You know, that, that, but the thing that caught me off guard about that was that that seemed unrealistic. That seemed weird to that person. Right. You know, that they, I mean, I'm not sure how they expect me to be able to Live. make money if I don't do ads. And that's right. part of, that was part of the expectation from my end and from, I think most people's, you know, right. um, but so it, it's interesting seeing how some people just, um, I don't know, they have a different expectation about what they get out of YouTube and what they get for free and what it's worth to us, the people that spend time creating it. And it, I don't know, everybody I, seems to have a really different perspective. Yeah, I think the, what's, what's shocking to, the viewers is I used to not have sponsorships in my videos and now I do. And so they're Mm. maybe they're used to the old way. Like I like the old you. Well, the old me couldn't put out as many videos because the old me had a full-time job. Now that I've made this my job, I have to find ways to make the car payment, the house payment. So, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's, it's just the more you do movies and also of course the more, the more traffic your site gets and the more views your channel gets as they build, you know, people will be like, Oh, Hey, I want to latch onto this rising star. And if you decide to do that, you should be paid for it handsomely, you know? And, uh, and it's unfortunate that some of the fans get, get mad at the fact that there's videos that involve, you know, integrated products, but you know, that's sometimes that, that, that just allows you to make cooler, longer videos down the road. You know? I, I would say that 99% of my comments are super positive. Yeah. And I, and I get yeah. all the time like, "Oh, it's great to see you. I just got it. It's great great to see you work with some new advertisers. That's, you know, mm-hmm. good for you." That makes me yeah. feel so good because yeah. these advertisers is the reason I'm putting out these bigger builds now, you know? So Yeah. yeah. And w- that's totally totally true. I'm right there with you on the 99% positive. And it's weird how the 1% can be so loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what you said earlier about them, you know, you used to not have as many sponsorships and then you do. You and I did the same thing. I think set an expectation within what you were doing for a long time, what I was doing for a long time. And so the people that came to watch the videos had a certain expectation based on what I'd done and then when that changes, their expectation changes a bit. But there was a whole conversation I had with somebody last week about expectation and about how I think we've probably talked about this before. We had to have. But anyway, people come into watching a video or watching a TV show or a movie or whatever piece of media with an expectation as to what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like trailers make movies look so awesome because you they build an expectation <laughs> and then you go to the movie and it's totally different and you're disappointed. So it's interesting how um, a, a medium like what we do in podcasting have no trailers. They have nothing to set expectation except history mm-hmm. but people still have these weird expectations that are just like okay for instance out of the sponsorship but as far as content i put out a video this last week about a new 3d printer that i have the printer was given to me but they did not pay me to say anything about it it was like more of a here's a printer for you to use we hope you like it we like what you're doing 
And I said, yeah. what's, what's the ex-? and I literally said, what's the expectation here? And they said, nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything with it. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I used the printer and I'm like, this thing is awesome. <laughs> I want to make a video about this. <laughs> so I make this video, you know, and it's just like showing the machine and everything. I put it up and one of the first comments was like, oh, wow, an ad. And I totally understand why it may have looked like an ad, but it wasn't, you know. Um, and I, I'm, I try to be really clear about when things are ads. Um, but anyway, I, I think he was probably put off because not only was the focus of the whole video on a single product, that probably was different than anything I'd done before, but also the 3D printing stuff is pretty new for my channel. And I think so maybe he had an expectation that every one of my videos has to come out, be a project, you know, has to come out with like a thing at the end of it and like, you can do this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's all sorts of stuff wrapped up in like the viewer's expectations or the listener's expectations um, when you create something. And so I guess if I can make that productive and useful for people is just realize that just because you have an idea of what you're doing and how you're creating and why you're doing it, the other people that are watching and kind of consuming what you do may not necessarily have that same expectation. And that doesn't mean that what you're doing is bad or wrong or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love, I love the idea. I always tell, and if any advertisers are listening, you want to send me free stuff, I'll use it. That's fine. Send me free stuff, you know, and I'll show your name off or whatever. But, uh, you know, recently, I'm not going to say who it was. They said, they sent me, they said, I'm going to send you a free pair of these things. And, and I said, oh, great. That's cool. And then I said, awesome. That's awesome. And they had like several choices. Again, I don't want to be too specific, but the one they showed me in the picture was like $500 version. And I said, oh, that's really awesome. And they're like, okay, if you're going to show it in your video, these are the 50 points you need to hit. And I said, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. I said, I will show them for one second because you gave them to me and say, thank you. If you want me to do all that, this big number is attached to it. And they wrote back, oh, we understand. We'll put them in the mail tomorrow. And what came in the mail was the $50 version or whatever it is they sell. <laughs> and uh, so, <clears throat> and, and my cat chewed them to pieces. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even want to say what it is. I'll tell you somebody. Who's <laughs> just, just today, I, t- I turned down a free tool. Like this is this company reached out to me and said, hey, you've used one of our tools in your videos in the past. We'd like to send you this this new tool. And I said, that would be great, but here are my sponsorship rates. You know, I I, I have to make a living. So I yeah. turned and they said, we don't normally do this, and but we'll we'll get back to you, which means they're not going to get back to me. And so I, right. I turned down a free tool because I have to make a living. So right. it, yeah. Well, like I said, if someone sends me, a, I'll I'll put it in for a flash. But if they want me to talk about it and you know hold it up to the camera and smile with my, you know, my eyes wide open, they they have to you know they have to pony up. But if you want to send me something, I'll show it for a second. Sure, why not? Hmm. But um, the uh, and then that doesn't happen to me that often. And you know, I, I I've talked about this before many many times. But you know, everyone thinks I'm Mr. Dewalt boy because of that one Dewalt video I did. It's a great build, so I left it up. But they only gave me one or two tools in that whole video. They they came to me because I already owned everything they had. And then when my relationship went weird with them and they never explained why, I just started painting all my tools white. And so now I paint everything white, and that's the main reason because you know mm-hmm. they got weird with me. They, I asked them questions and they just never answered me and they just stopped calling me or stopped emailing me. Hmm. We had plans to make like 10 videos and I made one of them and it took them months to, to approve it. And when they finally approved it, they did put it up with very minimal 
adjustments, but then they stopped calling me. So I was like, now they, they just basically bought me for very inexpensive for the first video. And now everybody thinks I work for them. Mm. So that's it. I went to the shop. I painted all my yellow tools white. And now if there's any, if I do have a yellow tool, you know, if I don't have white spray paint around, I reluctantly use it on camera. Otherwise I'm going to paint a white. Mm. And now I paint every tool white because if somebody sees a red tool, they're like, oh, you work for Milwaukee. Milwaukee sent you free tools, you know. And now white is your branding. White is my branding. And so that's, that's why I make sure everything I use is paint white on camera. And it's just, you know, because I just, it's, it, there was another, there was like a twofold edge to that because a lot of people will, will, not a lot, but again, you know, the, the, the negative comments are very few in relationship to the positive. But sometimes people will look at, the, oh, I could make that too if I had all those expensive tools. <laughs> you know, and I basically, I want it, like, you know, when you go down the generic food aisle in like a, in a, in a supermarket, everything's white. I don't know if they still have that, but I remember as a kid, there was the generic yeah. food, everything was white. So I was like, you know what? I just want my tools to be generic. And I just don't, like, I don't want people to say, oh, I, of course I could drill a perfect hole if you had like an expensive drill, which is ridiculous because all drills do the same thing. You know, oh, of course, if I had that, I could do that. <laughs> so you something know. I've been struggling with lately is the weekly wrap up. And I have not publicly said why I've been taking a break from that because I didn't want to sound greedy. And I, 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 I truly believe that I am not a greedy person. But what was happening was I started tallying up the time it was taking me to make the weekly wrap-up review. And it was almost 25% of my work week. And that's watching mm -hmm. videos throughout the week, taking notes, seeing and, and making, making the script. And I'm like, this is taking up 25% of my work week, but contributing almost nothing to my income. This, isn't, this doesn't make sense in a business. Yeah matter so well um, when that's all you do and you don't have anything else coming in you yeah. have to make sure everything works and so i I'm, i've been reworking things rebranding it and i'm getting i'm hoping to get sponsorships for the new show it's not going to be called the weekly wrap-up anymore the first episode's coming out this friday it's going to call going to be called makers and shakers there's no sponsors for this one but it's going to be if i want to keep this going i'm going to have to get sponsors for it because 25% of a work week is is quite a bit. So, yeah. And sell out. <laughs> I know it. I, first, I, first I really, sell out. <laughs> I really just first. didn't, didn't want to sound greedy, but it's a hard thing to say. Like, hey, I'm not making any money. I'm not going to do this. And I don't know. It's, yeah. No, you're doing the right thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like we all got to get paid. And uh, I, I've been trying to, I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of, you know, the brand stuff that I do. And again, without being specific, I've been working with some of those brands and having ongoing conversations um, about having my channel sponsored by one of those brands. And You know, it, it, the conversation comes up and then I think, oh, that would be wonderful. And then the conversation fades away. And then, you know, then I do a video and they're like, oh my God, look at how many hits that got. Like, we should do this with you. And then the conversation fades away. Um, but, you know, it would be nice. It would be nice to have my YouTube channel, you know, put a lot of money in my pocket, you know, by me not having to work physically that hard, you know, and that's what the sponsorship's about. It's like, if I could physically say two or three sentences about somebody and then I get thousands of dollars, you know, that's what you work so hard up to this point for is to, you know, to get that, to gain that credibility and to be able to, to, you know, get the trust of your friends and fans that will listen to you. And, you know, I mean, I, I use a lot of things that people buy and use and I don't even, I just use them because I like them. I don't get paid by anybody. You know, yeah. some of the tools and some of the things that I do. One of the questions that I get every once in a while is, how do you get sponsors? And 
what I tell everybody is I have never approached a sponsor. I've never made yeah, that first content. Just make good content and it'll come your way. They'll Ex show up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if they, if you, there's all kinds of YouTube websites where you could see people's analytics and you could see who and what is, how many people they add a day. You know, if you're adding, you know, a few hundred subscribers a day or in Bob's case, 10,000 per day, you know, you, you <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> uh, you should be proud, man. You should, came be. Out of nowhere. you should be. <laughs> we're, just, we're just kidding with you. No, it's, uh, you know, and that's what people look for. They look for, and it's funny, my, my, my brother is in, is in the advertising game and he tries to, to sell some of my stuff internally to, uh, you know, some companies and, and he'll call me and he'll say, oh, how many YouTube subscribers you have today? I'm like, I go, I don't know, two, 200 and something. And he's like, how many views does your channel have? And I'm blah, 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 blah. And he goes, okay, cool. I go, what? He goes, I'm going in a meeting. I'm just going to pitch it to these guys. Just, <laughs> and he wants it. And like, he wants to have these numbers at the tip of his tongue so that he could spit them out. And, and if somebody does check him, he just wants to be right. You know, if you've ever been in a meeting with somebody and they have their computer open in front of them and you're saying some facts and they correct you, you know, so that's why you can't exaggerate anymore. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So the, the kind of flip side of the sponsorship stuff is the crowdfunding. And, you know, we do Patreon for this show. And David and I both have Patreon um, accounts for our channels. And it's it's a really awesome setup for us to be able to get support directly from the people that watch the videos or listen to the podcast or whatever. Um and you know that's a way for them to give money to us directly rather than going and clicking an ad or buying a product that then you know goes back and we get credit for it or any of that stuff. And so I don't want to discount that as a as a really awesome source of revenue for people who are doing creative things. But at the same time in my experience so far it is it is helpful but it is not like it's not overtaking any sort of income that we've made from, you know, sponsorships or advertising or things like that. Now, I've seen it um, be in, in a lot of, especially musicians, but I've seen it be the overwhelming income for these people. These people are making their entire living off of the Patreon support, and that is direct consumer support. That's awesome that mm -hmm. these people can do it, and I, you know, I wish that that was realistic for everybody to do it that way so that we wouldn't have to do sponsorships at all. Um, but it's not, you know, it's just right now, at least, especially for this show and for us personally, it's, it's a portion of mm -hmm. income, but you know, so I think if people are really, I think the majority of people who are, watch our stuff are not really bothered by the sponsorships and not really bothered by the ads, mm -hmm. but if That's they are, then, you know, crowdfunding is a way for them to, you know, combat that because I know if I was making what I needed off of Patreon, I wouldn't take any sponsorships. I'd be happy not to, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm not. So, yeah. But that I, is uh, that is a thing that you know some people forget about. Well, I, I somebody once called me a, a corporate whore. The projects I'm a corporate whore and the things that I make, and so I did a little investigation and I went to his channel. And he not only does he not say who what his name is, he never shows his face, but he has Patreon. So. I'm thinking to myself, How's, this guy's calling me a corporate whore because I physically work like probably 15 hours every single day in my life to earn money. And because you know the corporations I work for, you know, part of what I do for them is I make their signage. So you see that. And that makes me a corporate whore. And you know, I get paid handsomely and I get to share the techniques that I demonstrate when I make these signage or whatever it is I'm making. And, um, and he's, he's completely hidden, doesn't show his face, doesn't show anything. 
and he's got Patreon. And so uh, he doesn't, it's underneath this comment, people started saying, well, Duresta works pretty hard for his money and you're, you're asking for it. So like, why, what's wrong with Duresta actually physically earning his money when you sit there and ask for it? Like what, what, what puts you in a position of judging? Yeah, you know, and 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 I'm also I'm also within Patreon with you know with you three guys we we all collect Patreon here, so I mean, that comment just got me when the guys like you know he's like oh you're a corporate so like would he would he value what I do if I asked for money and didn't actually get paid by the clients I work for? I mean it's just I mean he's just one yeah. bug in my bonnet. But the beauty of what we do is that there is multiple ways to make money. And mm-hmm. this is this is unlike television. This is unlike radio, where you can make money through crowdfunding or through yeah. sponsorships or through AdSense or by selling the stuff that you that you make, make. on your channel. There's so many ways to make money that yeah. it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know? No, but I was just annoyed that this person would. Uh, you know, anybody gets annoying. Anybody that's negative. But he's telling me I'm a corporate whore when I go to his channel, and he's literally just asking his fans to give him money. But he won't. Like I said, it annoyed me that he won't. He's not honest enough to show people who he is and what his name is. He's got some fake name and some fake, you know, facade. He's probably the guy with the Chevy jacket and the Playboy, <laughs> Playboy bunny key ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, He's at some point, guys. at some point, we should probably talk about um, like uh, there was a, a topic suggested recently about like which of those different venues that you're talking about, David. Which one of those was like the most useful? And I can't remember exactly what the topic is. I'll look it up. But mm-hmm. it might be interesting to talk about, like, of all those different opportunities for us individually, what is the most useful and what's the one, like, if somebody were starting out, what would they want to, like, really dig into and, yeah. you know, pursue? I, that's, gonna, that's a tough question. That's going to be different for everybody. Like, right. how I got started was I, it was an accident. I started making these wooden side panels for a Korg synthesizer. And this synthesizer just came out. It was reissued from 30 years ago. And uh, I started selling all these wood panels. And, I, and that kind of helped me get going. And I was, uh, I was also selling uh, bandsaw box patterns and templates. And that kind of helped get me going. And then every once in a while, I'd get a little sponsorship. And that got me going. So it's, it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, I'd, I actually yeah. don't sell my woodworking much anymore once in a while i'm going to do the craft show thing but i'm i'm doing way less of that because i'm finding that it is not a valuable use of my time anymore so yeah yeah well i started doing the core 77 videos and and i was contemplating each week um each month rather i'm going to make a piece of furniture and you know hopefully it's going to be of a certain quality that's you know impresses me and uh, so I, I was thinking about selling those pieces of furniture off of the on my website one at a time as you know as I make them. So the first one I have to have to <laughs> I have to negotiate with Taylor because she loves it so much. She's like, "It's going right upstate." I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> we could sell that." And she's like, "No, no, no, put it's going in the house. You can, <laughs> so, you can make another one." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Watch the video, you know, and you could watch and learn how to make one." So how would you answer that, Bob? What's the most profitable? Yeah, or what's the most valuable? Yeah, value and profit are very different. Yeah. That's a distinction that should be made. Is that you know, hmm, profitable? I think sponsorship stuff has been the most profitable part for me so far. Valuable, I think, is Patreon. And the reason I say that, even though the money is a lot lower, I've actually made friends with a lot of the people who support me on Patreon because I actually get to spend time with them in hangouts. 
and I've gotten to know these people and know what they're doing and like what they're into. And I've maybe been able to help a little bit, give, you know, advice or something, but mainly it's just like, I've gotten to know these people that are doing awesome things on their own. And they may not have a YouTube channel to show it off to people, you know, but they're still doing great stuff and they're still great people. And so honestly, that's the, that's the most valuable stuff to me is to see, to be able to see the impact that I'm having through what I'm doing. And that comes through emails that comes through the Patreon conversations that comes through Facebook posts from people. But as far as it being tied to an income source, I think Patreon is probably the most valuable, you know, we're doing a Patreon hangout after the show. We are with one of our patrons. Well, I'm going to mention his name right now because that's what we do at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, it's Luis Gonzalez. We're going to hang yeah. out with Luis. And I want to thank him, Jeremy White, and Juan Vargas. They're our top patrons on Patreon. And if you're interested in, in helping us out on Patreon, I, you know, I don't want to like beg because I certainly don't want to. I, I apparently get accused of talking about sponsorship and Patreon too much. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, it, it, patreon.com slash making it. If you guys want to help support the show, that'd be awesome. But if not, listen to it for free. We're going to keep doing it. Um, yep. Yep. So yep. thank those guys <laughs> and everybody else that supports us over there. Uh, we really appreciate it. Like I said, it's it's meaningful us to, to us, meaningful to us to get like direct support from people. We should just make the point real quick. We, okay. you, everybody gets to listen to this show. Everybody gets to watch our videos for free because of Patreon and the sponsors, yeah. right? It's free to you. You just have to, you just have to put up with like a couple seconds of us talking about product that you may get value out of that we get no, value I think out it's of, right? A floating logo. What, it doesn't matter. It's just a logo. Oh, oh. and let me, let me make a, a point to go with that. There's somebody, his name is Jesse, Jesse Hewson. He's awesome. He supports me and probably this show as well, I think. He said one time that in a, in a hangout, he said that he wanted to support my videos through Patreon so that other people could be able to see them. That was <laughs> like his reason for wanting to do it. And that, that blew sweet. me away. That's awesome that somebody That's is really willing nice. to help me do more of what I do for other people, not for his gain. You know, that wasn't the point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, Patreon and people that support us on Patreon are awesome. Um, and it, it's just a cool way to connect with people. Anyway, all right, let's move on for that. What uh, what are we watching? What are you guys watching? Oh, uh, nothing. That's a, that's a <laughs> terrible answer. I know. No. All right, you guys answer, and I'm, I'm and I'm going to come up with a channel real quick. He's going to he's going to do a Google search. Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Casey Neistat. Nice dad. He's his channel uh, has been every day for the last hundred something days. He's been building up talking about his app. Just came out. I'm not 100 percent sure I like the app or what it's for, but I've been playing with it. Beam. B-E-M-E, uh, Casey's Beam came out. His name of his app is Beam. And then, uh, so Casey, I've, I've been watching ongoing and you know watching the, uh, the, uh, the release of his new app, which came out Friday. It's all being talked about daily on his, on his vlog, on his YouTube channel. And also, I hope I didn't mention him already before, but Mr. Pete222, have I mentioned him before? I don't think so. Because this week I've been watching a lot of his stuff. Mr. Pete is uh, a machinist in uh, Illinois, and he's an older gentleman. And uh, he's a bit spicy and <laughs> <laughs> talks all about Bridgeport machinery and lathes and stuff. So because I'm getting this new, uh, this new lathe. Uh, oh, and shout out to Tom Utley. Tom's got the same lathe, the one that's being restored by King Utley on Instagram and uh, Twitter. 
I just basically bought the same lathe. So if you see what he's playing around with, and he's bringing his back to like nice. better than factory specs, I'm just going to buy mine. And if I don't drop it on the way home, I'm going to plug it in as soon as I get it back to my shop. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to, Mr. Pete and, and Casey, mostly this week. And I'm going to go with, and it goes perfect with today's show, is Video Creators with Tim Schmoyer. Oh, uh, yeah. And this it's it's a YouTube channel, and he, he all he does is just give out free advice to YouTubers on how to promote your channel, how to get sponsors, uh, you know, and, and how to make money from your channel, or just how to make better, more valuable content for your channel. Yeah, he's a good guy, too. Tim's mm-hmm. a really nice guy. And I actually have, I did a video for him that's going to be coming out on oh, Video Creators. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've actually purchased a couple of his ebooks. Real nice. good stuff. Awesome. Well, I have two videos. Um, you guys ever seen the Slow Mo Guys? Yes. Mm-mm. They had a what? show. You haven't seen the Slow Mo Guys? No. Oh, man. Okay, so it's these two guys. They have a gigantic YouTube channel and they have these really expensive slow mo cameras. And so they just make videos of like crazy stuff in really slow motion, like, 10,000 frames a second kind of slow motion. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're all awesome. They're fun to watch. But the one they put out yesterday is um, one of the guys got inside of a six foot balloon and they filled it up with water <laughs> and then it, and it pops. That's the whole video, but it's awesome. It's really funny. And they're just funny guys. They always do funny stuff. The other one is a friend of mine and Jimmy knows him as well. Wes Swain. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Met Wes. Actually, David, you met him too. We met him in North Carolina at um, Woodworking in America last year. Super nice guy. He's come to Savannah. We've had lunch and stuff. But he put out his video for this nursery that he made for his son, and it's yep. a Mario Kart nursery. <laughs> and he painted this insane mural all the way around and on the ceiling, and he sculpted a Mario in a Mario Kart, and it's like got LEDs in it, and it's hanging on the ceiling on a road, and there's AstroTurf on the ceiling. It's bananas. And he's gotten picked up in the last couple of days by like Huffington Post and ABC News and Fox Sports and just like... Yeah, we got to see photos of it on his phone last year, about a year ago, and it was just mind-blowing then. And so, yeah. yeah. So he's finally finished it. And yeah, he deserves all, all that attention. Absolutely. It was really well done. And he's a nice guy. Yep. Cool dude. Speaking of woodworking in America, all three of us are going to be there this September in Kansas City. Dates are September... I don't know. Something like the 25th? Late something. 25th or 27th? Second, whenever New York Make Affair is, because I know I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> it's that same weekend. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we'll all be there um, as long uh, along with a whole bunch of other YouTube people. Yep. Like... Tons. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Get to hang out. It is confirmed. It is September 25th through the 27th. Nice. Yeah. And if you don't want to pay for the whole conference, because it is kind of expensive, um, you can pay, I think it was $10 last year to get into the marketplace. And that's where we will be all hanging out. So, yep. you know, you don't have to pay much to get in and like look at tools and look at products and hang out with a bunch of doofuses that you see online. <laughs> yep. That's us. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. David might come with me. me. Welder might come out with me in a car. We're going to drive. Awesome. Really, we're really, really, really trying to have my book done and printed by that date. Sweet. I don't want to make any promises yet, but that's that's a goal. That is my goal. That would be cool. Yeah. I want a copy. You get a copy. Sweet. The two of you, you get a free copy. Yes. The rest of you, I need your money. <laughs> Speaking of sellout. Yeah, the dog has sellout. to eat. Man, I got to get some dog food. <laughs> sellout. Can't you give everything away for free? Come on, what's wrong with you?
Cool. Well, that'll probably do it for us this week. And um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Thank you all.